Our lessons tonight is going to be from two young guys and a really old guy. The old guy is going to go last and let the young guns go first. And when Caleb and Justin and I talked about what we wanted to do, we sort of thought about maybe some, throw out some resolutions, throw out some goals. And that's sort of what we're going to do. Uh, Justin's got one that's on his heart. Caleb has one that's on his heart. And I've got one that's on my heart. These are all three personal things to us that we're going to try to do better. In the coming year. Matter of fact, hopefully just starting tonight or tomorrow, try to do better in our lives. And I appreciate these young men, all of them. And I believe we're starting with Justin. Since tonight's topic is on resolutions, my resolution is going to be prayer. And the reason why is because I have neglected to pray daily. And I wish to fix that. Hence that being my resolution. Psalms 145, verse 18 tells us, The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. God is near to all who pray. I have neglected to keep near to Him. And so I'm going to resolve that issue. And uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. And I'm going to follow that verse, and from here on out, I plan on praying every day, just like everyone else should. Now, um, you know, our pew packers, just the little, little kids, they've got a song that they used to sing. I don't know if they still sing it now, but when I was in pew packers, they used to sing this song, and the first verse of it, the lyrics are, read your Bible and pray every day, grow, grow, grow. And the way that I understand this song is that if we read and pray every day, we will grow closer to God. But the second verse says, neglect your Bible and forget to pray, shrink shrink, shrink. Now the way that I see that is if we neglect to read our Bibles and forget to pray every day, we will shrink or just plainly not grow towards God. And this would mean that we wouldn't be as close to God as we should be. And see, the closer we are to God, the closer we are to heaven. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to be as close to him as possible. Because I want to get to heaven. And in order to do that, I have to read my Bible and I have to pray every day. That is my resolution. Time. You cannot see it. You cannot feel it, you cannot smell it, and you cannot hear it. There's really only two things you can do with time. You can measure it, and you can use it. First off, how do you measure time? Now, I guess that's a very easy question to answer. You look at a clock, there's one in the back, or you can look at a watch, and you can see the hour, the minute, the seconds, If it's fancy enough, 
they'll even tell you the date. But there's one thing that no clock or no watch in this world can do. No clock or no watch can tell you how long you have in this world, how long you will live in this world. Please turn with me to Luke chapter 12, verse 16, and we'll read to verse 21. Luke chapter 12, verse 16, and we'll read to verse 21. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns, and I will build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will these things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up a treasure in himself and is not rich towards God. You see, the rich man, he didn't take into consideration that his life could be taken at any time. He even says that he has many years. He thought he had many years. But in the reality of it, his soul was to be taken that night. And in verse 20, God calls the rich man a fool. And we are also foolish if we do not heed the words of God. If we think that we have tomorrow, or if we think we have the next day, or if we even think we have next week, we are not promised that. I don't know about you, and I don't know about myself, but tonight my soul may be required of me, or your soul may be required of you. Please turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It's a very common verse. Most of you will probably know it. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things shall be added unto you. Lord willing, there will be a new year, and we'll roll into 2014. As a new resolution, let's try to spend our time better. Let's try to spend our time with God. Let us read our Bible every day. As Justin's already referenced, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved. Pray, as Justin already referenced, and be better parents, as, as Steve is about to preach about. We don't know how much time we're going to have, so let's spend as much as we can in the service of our God. Thank you. Prayer is important. Bible study is important. Using what time we have on this earth is important. And when it's Close to my heart right now is about being a parent. And I'm talking about me. If this applies to you, uh, then so be it. And maybe this will help you also. But being a parent is one of the most important things that I will ever do in my life. Uh, I've played music, played in front of thousands of people. I've played uh, sports in front of people. I've done a lot of things. Uh, that seems grand on a worldly scale. There's nothing outside of serving the Lord, obviously, more important in my life than being a parent. To Taryn, even though she's older, and to Emma. How I raised Taryn and how I am raising Emma could determine if they go to heaven or if they don't go to heaven. I understand passages such as um, uh, Deuteronomy 24, Verse 16 says the father uh, will not be put to death because of the children's sins. The children will not be put to death because of the father's sins. Um, 
Each one shall put, be put to death for his own sin. Yet I also understand that I am not to be a discouragement to my children either. I'm supposed to lift them up. I'm supposed to be an encouragement to them. How I talk to my child, whether it's Emma or Taryn, and how I model my life carries a lot of weight in their eyes. So as Justin talked about having a better prayer life and Caleb using his time more for God, I want to spend just a couple of minutes about trying to be a better parent. If you would, please turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And if some of you guys are really good Bible students, you probably already know this. And as we read this, you're going to think, what does this have to do with parenting? (laughs) Well, I'm using, I'm referencing this because Paul, if you will, gave birth to that church. He he set it up. Uh, He helped found the church in Thessalonica. So it's his. It's as if it's his children. And it's his project. He's wanting to look over it. And there's some things that he states in chapter 2 that I think parallels and relates to how we can be better parents. For example, look at chapter 2 and look at verse 4. Paul wrote, But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. In other words, notice what Paul's saying in this verse. He's been entrusted with something. And he states he's been entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To be entrusted means he has a great responsibility. He's been given a responsibility and God is trusting him to use that responsibility for him and to get the gospel to people. Well, I have, and if you're a parent, you have a special responsibility as a parent. A grave, very important responsibility as a parent. When we look at this verse and try to apply it in what I'm trying to apply it to as far as being a parent, as Paul was entrusted with the gospel to those Thessalonians, we as parents have this responsibility. And sometimes this responsibility has to be put above my own desires. Sometimes that needs to be more than my personal goals. And I have personal goals in my life. But sometimes I need to step back and look at Emma and and Tara to a certain extent and say, my goals may have to take a back seat for a while to help them. It's more than my hobbies. I love playing music. I love playing golf. I love playing at it and different things. But that might have to take a back. My career. And yeah, I've got to make a living for my family and provide for my family. But what I'm trying to say is I have a responsibility as a parent. My kids need to go to heaven. And I want them to go to heaven. It's very important to me that they go to heaven, to go to heaven. So I feel that responsibility. It's, it's, it's a requirement, even if, if you notice that requirements for elders, and one of the requirements for elders was this. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 states, uh, an elder is, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence, for if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? 
That's why the requirements for an elder to be very responsible at home, how you, how you manage the home. And a part of that is how you're raising your kids. Are they a prime responsibility in your life? Or is it your job? Or is it your sports? Or is it your whatever it may be? Your personal goals. The kids should be first and foremost. But also the second thing. Again, reference verse 4 to verse 6 this time. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetous, covetousness, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from man, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. Paul is telling the, the, the church at Thessalonica, as you look at those verses, we're not trying to seek our own glory. We're not trying to please any human being. We want to please God. We're doing these things because we love God. We're doing these things because people need to know about God and know about the gospel. Well, who are we trying to please as parents? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm preaching to you. Who am I trying to please as a parent? Am I trying to please some person out in the world? Am I trying to please or, or uh, show somebody how great of a parent I am so they can look up to me? Who am I trying to please? We should be asking these questions, as Paul, I think, did. Will my actions please God when I'm done? As I've been a parent, not before the judgment seat, and, I, and God may inquire of me, Steve, why'd you do this action with your kids? Why'd you do this? Or why did you do that? That goes back to the great great responsibility that we have. Will my actions please God when I'm done? Done. Is my goal to bring my child up to honor God? And as as Justin has stated, he somewhat failed in his prayer life. As Caleb has stated, he somewhat failed in using his time wise. I've failed. You've got to think about yourself. I'm talking about myself. You think about you as a parent. And by the way, do you quit being a parent when your kids leave the house? Some of you might say, yeah. Well, our oldest left, and we're still parents. <laughs> There's still things we still talk about. There's still advice that she needs. Well, what advice are we giving her? Worldly advice? Or are we giving her godly advice? I should be asking, is my goal to bring my child up to honor the Lord? Or is my goal to let my child just go and be happy? If it makes you happy, do it, Emma. If it makes you happy, do it, Taryn. Hopefully you get how wrong that is. Which goes with my next point and my last point. There's a great responsibility that we have as being a parent. And also we need to think about who are we trying to please. Somebody outside looking at us or we're trying to please the one who's going to judge us. Then a couple of more verses to finish this up. In chapter 2, verse 7, first, reads, But we were gentle among you just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. And now verse 10 and verse 11. You are witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. 
as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children. In all that, it seems to me Paul's talking about were we the proper influence before you? What kind of influence were we, Paul might be asking. So I ask us parents, what kind of influence are we for our children? Am I the influence I need to be for my child, for Emma and Terrence? God expects me, God expects me as a dad to be a major force in my child's life. He expects it by what I say. Am I encouraging my kids? Am I building them up or am I tearing them down? Am I comforting my kids? I don't think it's a mistake, by the way, that Paul references mothers on some things and dads on the others. Because we do have different roles. But he's encompassing all of it. Parents, are we encouraging our kids? Are we comforting our kids? Are we urging our kids to live a life worthy to God? By what I say. And also by what I do. Am I being... Holy before them. Verse 10, how devout am I acting? What am I doing? Am I being holy before? Am I living my life as set apart for the Lord? Am I being righteous before them? Am I being blameless before them? In other words, can she see, can she witness that I love God? Can she hear in what I'm saying that I love God? What am I modeling? Am I modeling encouragement? Am I modeling comfort and and godly urging and holiness and blameless and righteousness? Or am I doing something else? Look at verse 3. Paul says, For our exhortation did not come with error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. Look at verse 5 and 6 one more time, please. For not at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. What am I modeling? Am I being that model of a godly parent, encouraging and comforting, living a holy life? Or am I saying or doing just anything? I'm not, I'm not watching what I say. I'm not watching what I'm doing. Am I trying to use deceit? Am I trying to use trick? Am I trying to use smoke and mirrors to say, look at me, hon. I'm a godly. But sooner or later, smoke's going to go and the mirror's going to break. And what's going to be left is, if I'm being a fake, is the fake. The mask comes off. It's got to be real. Am I worried about what secular parents are going to think? Think about me. Am I going to worry about, okay, you can't go to this dance. Oh, parents are going to talk. I've been through that fight with Taryn, and I thought I was done with it until (laughs) Miss Surprise came along. But I'm willing to fight it again. I don't mind. Am I worried about, am I going to worry about, oh, well, we're not, we can't make this ball game. We've we got to be at church tonight. I can't, we can't do this because we've got to be at church tonight. It's not because I care what you're going to say. I care what he's going to think. And that's the gist of it. 
Justin's goal is to have a better prayer life. Amen? Caleb's goal is to use his God-given time more wisely. Amen? Steve's goal is to be a parent that puts God first so that Emma and, yes, Taryn will know the way to go. Amen? All of us collectively should have these goals and others, but all of us should have the goal to make sure we are walking on heaven's road. If you're not walking on heaven's road, your prayer life's not where it should be. Your Bible study's not where it should be. That's private things. Take care of it. We'll pray with you if you need us to. Absolutely and lovingly. If you're not being the parent that you should be, change. We don't necessarily have to pray about it publicly. You feel, but again, if you want us to, we'll lovingly do it. It's all about changing the heart. It's all about changing who we are and morphing into a Christ-like being. Our goal should be, not only 2014, but right now, is to live for the Lord. And if you need to live for the Lord right now, if you need to make any changes and you want our help, you want to come forward and let's talk about it and pray about it, we'll certainly do that as we stand and sing.